Hello and welcome to the Man Up University podcast. We are continuing on in our series of Commands of Christ. Today we'll be looking at a couple of verses starting with Matthew 10, 28. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Luke 12, 4 through 5. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that can do no more. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after your body has been killed, has authority to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Psalm 35, 9 and 10. Then my soul will rejoice in the Lord and delight in his salvation. My whole being will exclaim, Who is like you, Lord? You rescue the poor from those too strong for them, the poor and needy from those who rob them. And Proverbs 8.13 The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance and the way of evil, and perverted speech I hate. And lastly, Proverbs 9.10 The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Now, we can take a look at these commandments here and we can recognize that the Lord is trying to tell us to fear the one who can obviously judge us, to not have a fear of man who doesn't have authority over us. Now, we might look at the word fear and we might look at it in a derogatory way. But in this reference, fear is more like reverence to a king, to somebody we should respect, to somebody we love. We've had uh, healthy fear of what our parents might do if we got out of line, how we might be punished, but yet we still loved our parents. That healthy fear, that reverence, is what I believe is being mentioned to here. But the concern is that we spend too much time having a fear of man as opposed to having a healthy fear and reverence towards the Father. We fear more what people think of us. We fear more what people will say about us, what they will act or react to us, how they would treat us. And those things pop to our mind and they become our priority as opposed to what our Heavenly Father would. And it's easy to do because of the fact that we are seeing people and interacting with people here, live, and it's easier to take them more into consideration because they're right in front of us and they're doing something that we don't want to have happen, so we'll gladly join them in, <clears throat> in ridiculing somebody or doing the wrong decision. We've all been a product of uh, peer pressure at one point or the other in our lives from either side of the spectrum. From someone being pressured or someone press doing the pressuring. And it comes from that fear. It comes from that 
scared emotion that controls us. And it's interesting to note that I personally believe that that is something that God created in us naturally as a motivational factor. But the thing is, the motivational factor uh, has been perverted in a way because the motivation was supposed to be fear of God, recognizing that we had a creator and we needed a relationship with somebody. And in that sense, we needed the relationship with our creator, which was God. And when we don't have that connection, we don't have that relationship with him, what ends up happening is we start to seek other relationships out and try to fill it in with whatever it is, with parents, or boyfriends, girlfriends, brothers, sisters, friends, you name it, all across the board. And I'm not saying that those relationships are bad, but the ultimate relationship that we're supposed to have is with God. And it's interesting to note that we always obey the one we fear. So I believe when, when Christ is referencing this here, he's searching for us to have that obedience, that reverence to him, that, that desire to serve, that desire to have obedience towards him. And it's so necessary now that we are capable of identifying the different snares that might be set for us, that these traps that are set, when we're looking more to the approval of man, that we have the fear of man, that we're more in tune, with, we're more afraid of what our boss might say, we're more afraid of what our co-workers might think of us, of our friends, how do they react with us, of our neighbors, what are they going to think, how are they going to do? We have that fear more so with them than with God. But in all honesty, at the end of our lives, when we stand in front of the Lord in, in judgment, we are going to be accountable for every single action that we've done. We're, he's going to show us. We're going to be, okay, well, what about this? What about that? But if we have Christ in our lives, obviously, He takes the burden of that sin debt. He does. And He takes it over. But when Christ is living in us, just like he surrendered on the cross and was obedient to his Father, that's the same way we should be. We should be obedient in the same way. And that's proof. That's the proof with our light shining. That's the proof of the salvation. The salvation that we are seeking. Now, we may have belief, but as soon as the belief comes in, it leads to repentance, and repentance leads to that transformation. That transformation, then, that leads to the salvation. Because that moves the Spirit to live within us and change our hearts and change our minds to being the way that He wants us to be. So we shouldn't be afraid of those who cannot kill our souls, but rather the ones that can. And He can destroy our souls by separating us from Him. And we don't have that, that healthy obedience, that healthy reverence, because we might put too much on somebody else. Oh, I can't tell them that. Oh, I can't speak to them about God. Or I can't speak to them about Jesus. Well, why not? Why can't we speak to them about Jesus? What are we afraid of? What are we afraid of? 
We already know that we're supposed to be called out to, to speak to the masses, to speak uh, to those who are in need, to those who have struggles, to those who are hungry, to those who are thirsty. We already know these things. We're supposed to provide that light and provide that wisdom that God pours into us. And see, He pours into us for a reason. It's not for us just to have our own personal spiritual growth. It's not just for ourselves. It's not just for us to keep and hide in the corner. No, He pours into us so that way we can pour into others. He makes our cup runneth over so that we can pour into others and have that recognition of pouring into others. But yet, why don't we? Why don't we take the time to minister or, or talk to about God? Hey, brother, how are you doing? What's going on in your life? You know what? Are you a man of faith? How is, you, how is your faith life doing? What's your spiritual life all about? What do you believe in? It takes a couple of minutes. And they say, you know what? I consider you somebody, a close friend. I consider you like a brother to me. I consider you something special. I value you as a person. And I just want to let you know that I know where I'm going when I die. And because I value you as a person, I want to give you the option to, to be with me too. And what I'm trying to say is I'm offering you the chance to, to have a, a relationship with God because that's what He wants for you. And He's the one who can save you. He's the one who can provide a, 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 for your sin debt. Because I would like to see you beyond when this flesh goes away. When this flesh ends, I would love to see you there. Because I care so much about you, I'm willing to share that with you. And you, it's, it's your decision. It's your choice. But I just feel unnecessary for, you to, for me to provide that option to you. Because you can decide whatever it is that you want. You can, you can choose whatever you wish. I'm not going to try and pressure you into anything. But it is imperative and important that at least you have the knowledge and awareness to make a decision to have those options for you. And I'd really hope that you take the right choice. What are we so afraid of? Especially if we have people that we care about. Are we afraid that we're gonna, they're going to tell us no? That they're going to reject us? Are, they, are we afraid that what they're going to think of us? What? what? It doesn't make sense. What, why would that be so important? We might think, oh, that, that might make me feel uncomfortable. Well, let me ask you something. Do you think it was uncomfortable on the cross? I would venture to say that it was pretty uncomfortable on the cross. I would venture to say that Christ was out of his comfort zone there. Despite being God and all divine, he was fully man, though, as well as fully God. And he endured the complete weight of the sin of the world for us. Now, I don't know if you guys experience this on a level that is different than me, but I know that sometimes when I feel the weight of sin, it just feels like it's overbearing. It's overwhelming. And I think that's by natural design because we have that awareness that God has placed in our hearts after he removed the deceiving scales from our eyes. And that weight and that burden is heavy because we feel that weight of sin. And then we ask for forgiveness and that weight is lifted. We confess our sins 
and that burden goes away. Now, imagine if you feel like that the same way that I do, and that's just for one person's sin. Could you imagine what the burden and the weight of that sin and that our Father and Savior must have felt on the cross? It absolutely blows my mind because he didn't just die for us. He died for everyone. It's our choice whether or not we believe or not. But he still offered that gift of salvation to everyone. So he still bore that brunt of that debt. I couldn't imagine billions of people. Billions of people. That is just above and beyond. So I would venture to say he was outside of his comfort zone. And if we are supposed to emulate him in all we do, ultimately surrendering to God in obedience to glorify him, then we do need to get out of our comfort zone. Because we can't put ourselves in a box. Because when we put ourselves in a box or we put God in a box, he can't use us. You see, God doesn't want individuals to be like, okay, let me just cherry pick when I could do the stuff for you. That No. God wants somebody who comes in and says, God, what do you want from me today? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? That's what God wants from us. He wants that surrender. He wants that obedience. So that way he wants us to be that vessel that he can just pour his spirit into and utilize. And just utilize. For those who have employees or have been in a managerial position, you know how much li how life is easier when you have those employees underneath you that come in and say, "Hey, boss, what what would you like me to do today?" And you ask them, and they say, "Okay, don't worry about it. I got it taken care of." That's the type of worker that that God is looking for as well. So we should have that fear of God and not of man. Let not the fear of man control us and limit us to what God was willing and wanting to do in our lives. That limitation is not placed by him, but placed by us because we choose not to do that. We choose not to serve him wholeheartedly. We say, okay, God, I can do this, but I can't do that. Don't ask me to do that. That's not serving with the whole heart, is it? That's not having the trust in God to recognize that He's not going to put us in places where He's going to harm us. He's going to put us in places that is going to do the most good for us, both in growth, spiritually, and in fulfillment. He created us. He knows everything about us. He knows the number of hairs on our heads. He knows exactly what motivates us and creates that drive within us, the things that bring us joy, the things that bring us peace. He knows every single aspect of our lives because He is the one who created us. So wouldn't it make sense to listen to the one who has the key to all of that? To have that understanding, that fulfillment that we look for, that is just innate within ourselves? It would seem to make sense to do that. So, I'd just like to close out on prayer today.
Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity to fellowship. Thank you for oh, just the beauty of outside, the nature, the galaxies, the world. Thank you for everything that you've created for us to be able to enjoy. Thank you for all of that, Lord. Father, today we, we were talking about fearing you and not fearing man. Heavenly Father, I just ask that right now that you convict us and you point us out to all those moments in time and when we don't have that healthy fear of you, that healthy reverence of you, Father. Remind us of the times when you've asked us to do something and us like rebellious little children say no and stamp off. Remind us of those times when we've closed our hearts to your word and what your desires are for us. And we ask now, Father, that you open up our hearts, you open up our minds, that you refresh us, that you pour your spirit out into us to gain more knowledge and wisdom of you, to gain more intimacy with you, to have the understanding of the character that is you. So that way we can have that healthy reverence for you, Father. That we can understand that you are a loving Father. That you desire what's best for us. Even if it's something that we don't want. But you know exactly what we need. And we thank you for that, Father. We thank you that you are perfect and faithful in all those things that you have us pursue the things that would provide for us the most benefit and fulfillment in life because ultimate fulfillment comes down to glorifying you and when we glorify you father we will find the most fulfillment so today let us try to glorify you in all that we do father and just Pour your spirit out. Pour your love and compass us. Remove that fear of man. Remove that desire to please man and, and get their approval and replace it with the desire to gain your approval, the desire to serve you, the desire to be a part of what you want us to be and grow us in that way. Grow us down that path, Father, of where you want us to be, of that lifestyle that you intended for us to have since the beginning of time for that path that you wanted us to run on and run that race, Father God. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity and chance to do those things and, and be able to serve you and be obedient to you, Father God. Continue to work within us throughout the circumstances that we are surrounded with. For many of us are going through many struggles, Father God, but we know that you are present there. And these struggles will not overcome us. They will not overwhelm us. They will not cause us to fear, and they will not cause us to doubt because you are the one that has been victorious over the world. And because of your victory, we will claim your strength and victory over the world, Father God. And we thank you for that. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys for coming out and listening to us once again. We appreciate the time spent together. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us and have some questions about the men's ministry, you can reach us at manupuniversity.org. If you want to reach us on Facebook, you can reach us at, at The Man Up University. On Twitter, you can find us at UManUpU. Or on Instagram, you can find us at man underscore up underscore university so we'd appreciate you guys to come out and like and comment and just be a part of all the things that we're trying to do and and just uh be a part of us and fellowship with us that'd be great so you guys have a blessed day and be encouraged not to fear man and to actively fear god and have that healthy reverence for him <laughs>